So next up in our Digital Evolution series, we have Ian Ellsby, who's the Head of Chemical Industry for Great Britain and Ireland at Siemens. So thank you very much, Ian, for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so if you could please introduce yourself, give us a bit about your past and present in the industry and, uh, and with Siemens. Yeah, so my name's Ian Ellsby. I'm Head of Chemical Industries for Siemens in the UK and Ireland, uh, which means I'm responsible for our strategy into one of our key vertical markets, which is the, is the chemical industry. Siemens are a manufacturer of products and services and solutions, and we're now branding as Siemens Digital Industries, so we see this very much as the, the future of our business, um, and we're trying to influence uh, the chemical industry to, to adopt digital transformation to, to make them more efficient and productive and uh, various other, other advantages to the technology platform. My background is more around... Um, I did engineering at, at Bristol 20 plus years ago, showing my age now. Um, went into engineering early on, but then quickly sort of went into more account management, marketing, mm -hmm. sales type activities within the engineering sector. Um, joined Siemens around nine years ago. Um, I've moved around the industry and now I've, I'm 18 months, two years, I've now been developing that, um, that relationship with the chemical industry. Right. That's where we are today. Fantastic. And what kind of spurred that direction into the, the, the chemical side of things within Siemens? Um, historically, my background after leaving university was in process instrumentation, which is very strong and um, a very key key element of technology within the chemical industry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it lent my skill sort of lent itself to, to going down that, that vertical market and the opportunity Brilliant. arose itself within the business. Um, so I took the took the challenge in and, and moved it forward. Um, and the role is then to support the chemical industry um, to drive our solutions into the chemical industry with a, with a view to try and sort of influence their um, uh, their digitalization or the, the digitization of of the industry. Great. And so, from your perspective, then, what does digitization mean to you? From from a Siemens perspective, rather than my individual perspective, which is probably the better way to, to answer that, is twofold. So digitalization is this conversation about Industry 4.0, data-driven yep. manufacturing. So it's really twofold. So it's the, it's the evolution of the use of data. So both in our Siemens businesses and in the chemical industry that I represent, they've been using data or acquiring data for, for several years. We've, we've heard about big data for, for many years now. So the industry has been acquiring data, not necessarily been making the best use of it. Mm -hmm. So the digitalization element to that is starting to put some value around the data, to put some insights around the data using algorithms to, to enable a customer to make a decision about their, their business and how they can improve it. So the there's, the, there's the ability to enhance the existing data stack Secondly, it's a technology revolution where there's new technologies, new products coming out which will help them go to the next level of their business. An example of that would be cloud technologies, yep. industrial Internet of Things. So we've got the Internet of Things in the, um, in the more sort of uh, commercial world, which is mobile phones and, mm -hmm. and iPads and things connected to the Internet. Industrial Internet of Things is having industrial assets connected to the Internet which then create data, yep. uh, which then derive business outcomes on the, on the back of that. So it's a combination of um, existing data, using that data better, and also putting new technology on the platform to, uh, to, get, to get additional insights. Brilliant. 
And I know that Siemens have obviously gone through quite a big digital transformation piece recently in, that, in, in your side of things. So what was your involvement in that and, uh, and what benefits have you seen from a successful implementation of that digital change? So Siemens in the UK is a, it's a significant manufacturer. So as well as a supplier of technology to the chemical industry, we also manufacture a lot of products ourselves. Sure. Um, so electronic um, drive components, uh, motors, uh, distributed control systems. So we're very much um, there's a there's a saying in our business where we where we eat our own dog food. So we prove our technologies on our own factories before yep. we then roll it out into into industry. So at our factories at, at Congleton in Cheshire and at, and at Newcastle and around the country, we implement these digital technologies, prove them on our own sites, mm -hmm. and then start to supply them into into industry. Um, so it's been. It's probably been a, um, a slow burning change, but certainly with the, the implementation or the, the drive to industry 4.0, which is very much data driven, we've been sort of forced down that, that route uh, to adopt. And now we're starting to influence the industries that we also uh, involve ourselves in. Great. And one of the things that we kind of hear time and time again, and we see working with um, you know fairly traditional industries as well, is when you're introducing technology or going through a digital change, is the impact that that has on the people. Yeah. within the organization so from your perspective what impact does that digital change or that, that transformation piece what sort of impact does that have on the people within the organization i think again that's probably a twofold answer maybe threefold there's there's the leadership issue the leadership question and there's also the impact it has on the on the employees in any organization so digital transformation cannot happen without strong leadership yep. there's got to be knowledge and skills at that leadership level to then drive the change throughout the business. If that hasn't if that isn't there, it can cause confusion for the yep. employees and it can cause a little bit of concern about this perception that digitalization and automation will um, will take away people's jobs. In our experience it's been the opposite to that. Sure. When we've introduced digital tools, digital technologies, it's taken away the repetitive tasks yep such as a robot can do, but it then can give individuals the opportunity for redeployment onto more higher higher value roles. So there is that added element in our business, so that's mm. had a positive impact. But it certainly has to be, you have to go through a process of change, culture change and buy-in from both leaders and the, and the employees in the organization to make that change. Yep. And that's probably one of the biggest challenges for any industry is leaders know where they want to be and they need to be they just don't necessarily know how to get there so that's probably the the disconnect at the moment in in a lot of in a lot of the industries that we that we deal with sure yeah we see it we see it a lot um it's definitely a a challenge that we see uh, you know time again when mm. we're putting in a piece of technology or we're running through a digital change strategy with an organization um and we you know we kind of coin it as people first technology because ultimately it has yeah. to start with the people whether that be leadership whether it be you know people on the ground actually yeah. getting the job done um you know that that is so key to the the digital change and that training and as you say that culture fit is so important as well absolutely um, and from the outside looking in, I think, you know, it, it probably fair to say that the chemical manufacturing industry seemed a bit slower to embrace digital optimization. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably fair to say across a number of, you know, more traditional uh, organizations and, and, and traditional industries. Um, so why do you think the, 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 that's kind of taken a, a longer time to do? Is, that, is there anything in particular that you think has kind of halted that or, or impacted that? I think certainly in the chemical industry, it's more of a, it's a historic cultural 
thing. They, they're, they're a um, an established industry. They've been around for many years. Things won't necessarily change very quickly mm-hmm. in such an industry. A lot of the sites are, are legacy sites. They've got a lot of legacy equipment. Um, they've got a skills shortage. They've got an aging workforce. Yeah. Uh, so they've got a few challenges, but I think more so than anything, their number one criteria in chemical um, is safety first. So sure. safety is the main driver of any any chemical organisation. Before they even make any any revenue, any bottom line, they have to ensure that that plant is up to is up to the safety standards. So that's their number one challenge. The second challenge when looking at digital in chemical is there currently isn't sufficient amount of trailblazers. There isn't enough case studies where chemical industries have gone through digital transformation and they've said you know what we went through this change we invested a certain amount of capital mm-hmm. we got payback in 18 months and now we're making more chemicals or we're making it to a better quality yeah. or we're more efficient we're higher quality there's there's a gap there at the moment so they're starting to move through but it's a slow burner and the chemical industry need to see references from other chemical companies to um, to really justify their their arguments there's only so much justification they would take from a from a technology manufacturer, so they have to see it uh, with their own eyes, really. Sure, absolutely, yeah. Uh, it's something again that we see very often is that people go, "Well, actually, we don't know what it's going to be, and it is a long-term investment. You know, exactly. it's not going to happen overnight necessarily. Some things will. Obviously, there's going to be some quick wins and some some quick fixes that will obviously impact the day to day. But actually, it's a longer-term investment, yeah. and it's and it's really that. Well, I hate to say the word, it's kind of future-proofing, right? It's future-proofing. It is, yeah. And that and that's the unknown. You know, an engineering manager or an ops director or a chemical chemical plant. Yeah. Is he willing to put his head on the block, so mm-hmm. to speak, for a significant investment yep. for something that he know he thinks may not work? He's got to have that justification in his own mind, and he, he's got to justify it to his commercial partners as yep. well. So it's slowly starting to change. Larger, larger chemical organisations like BASF, Dow, DuPont—they have their own digital um, uh, digital innovation teams. They're looking at pilot projects. That's where it's starting to change. It's more at the SME level, which yes. is um, starting to look at digital, but they don't necessarily know how to how to make it happen, yep. and they don't necessarily have the funds to to have those sort of pilot projects. So that's you know that's sort of the the area that we're we're also dealing with. At the sure, moment. and it's hard to you know I, I guess really in that sort of SME space, which is probably more where we operate, it is hard to know where to start in it because obviously it's a big yeah. thing and there's a you know when people say about digital transformation or even industry 4.0 there's so there's so many different facets to it actually you could start in a number of different places and a the, the word transformation for me seems to often scare people in yeah. that sort of space because it sounds so big and, and while it is big um actually it doesn't have to be as dramatic a, a, a thing exactly. as a transformation it could just be you know change evolution um, and so, you know, when we when we kind of see that and have those conversations around that side of things, obviously, you know, it makes it much more important to focus on the right things, get the right things prioritised with the people that are, you know, the people that are kind of leading yeah. that change, and then put the the you know the plan in place from there. Absolutely. And one of the sayings that I've heard a few times, which is slightly crass but very true, is when you talk about digital, it's it's how do you eat an elephant? Yeah. Where do you start? And it's yeah. got to be bit by bit, you know, small projects. You cannot do it, as you say, transformation. This this um, this umbrella of Industry 4.0 is a lot is a is a lot to comprehend. It's mm-hmm. too big for a lot of individuals yeah. to, and businesses to to understand. But if we break it down 
and formulate it around individual building blocks, small projects, quick wins or potentially quick yep. losses, yep. then that's a more manageable strategy and it can be done on a, on a step-by-step basis. Sure. And how do you think that it, it can increase or will increase the efficiency of the chemical industry? It will increase the efficiency through the of, of industry mainly. I think the biggest potential win early doors for a, any chemical uh, manufacturer is around predictive maintenance. So a chemical plant will have various various pieces of infrastructure. It will have control systems. It will have tanks. It will have vessels. Um, it will have motors and drives measuring um, different aspects of, of the process. So if a chemical manufacturer can take data from those assets that are measuring and monitoring the plant and they can see when things are going to break down, then they can put predictive maintenance uh, schedules in place. Yep. As it is at the moment, maintenance will wait for something to break down, then they'll go offline, they'll replace it, and then they'll switch the plant back on. Mm-hmm. If a chemical operator has an insight to say, right, if you don't do something or you don't change out that asset, that motor, that drive, that piece of, um, of instrumentation, within two weeks you're going to get a failure, uh, then it's a, it's a real it's a real valuable piece of information. So really, the the, the quickest win, I would say, for, for any chemical operator is around condition monitoring of assets, right. using data and digital analytics to tell them when things may fail, so they can put preventative measures in place. Fantastic. So actually, uh, uh, you know, uh, something that could kind of pioneer in that space is technology around that, bringing together all those systems that are. You know, not connected at the moment, and, and bringing everything together within dashboards and, and kind of interfaces Absolutely. that will allow people to get those analytics in real time. Yes. Yeah, fantastic. And just, I, yeah, I'll just um, raise one point on that as well. And when we talk about digital transformation, there is um, as a concept or a um, a thought called digi- uh, data silos or data jails, which yeah. you, you may have may have heard about. And this is when individual business units or machines on a plant are working independently of of others. Sure. So a significant part of digitalization is to connect all of those assets together, connect to the machines through a standardized approach so they all talk to each other and they understand what each other are Mm -hmm. are doing. Um, And that is very much based around communications and again, internet and cloud, which has its advantages through transparency. They can drive KPIs on the back of that. Um, however, there is the concern about cybersecurity when you have everything connected together and it's also connected to the IT platform and then connected onto the outside world. Yeah. So there's advantages in terms of transparency, but there is a perception of risk because yeah, of the, yeah. the cybersecurity implement, in, implementation. And do you think that risk is, is a holdback for businesses kind of taking things on? Or, yes, yeah. very much so. There is a um, There is a perception that air gapping or locking their systems away from the internet is making them more safe yeah um, and it is from certain viruses or, or worms but it's not making them safe from an individual putting a usb stick or yeah. something else into an asset so it's only solving part of the problem but equally it's also holding them back as a business yeah uh, but as i said before around the chemical sector safety is number one and now cyber is starting to merge into yeah. into safety so they've suddenly got a bigger a bigger challenge on their hands to sure. to understand both of those yeah, yeah. You know, sides of the argument. No, interesting, very interesting that. Um, and so obviously it's a you know we we are talking about quite a big expanse of of 
you know areas to start and um, and and components that all need to come together. So, from your perspective or from what you've been through, are there any useful frameworks or methodologies that you've explored and implemented, or anything that you've kind of worked with over those years? So, from I'll give from the Siemens perspective first, and then onto the what we've done with the chemical industry. So, in Siemens. Um, the one thing that we didn't do was digitalize waste or digitalize okay. a bad process. So the first thing is to ensure that your plant goes through continuous improvement, mm -hmm. it goes through lean, and then it starts to look at latest technology. So you make sure that plant and that backbone is as good as it can be sure. in the industry 3.0 yeah, environment yeah. before you start to look at industry four. And then when you've got your people in place, your processes, your technology, you've gone through lean, you've pretty much done all you can, then you put digital tools on the on the back of that. Mm -hmm. And that's what Siemens have done at, at one of our um, drives manufacturing facilities in, in Congleton in Cheshire. So they got the backbone right, they got the culture right, they got the continuous improvement completed, and then after that they started to invest in um, virtual reality um, and robots and yep. technology to then digitalize their, their operation. So again, it's a step-by-step -step process. Um, in the chemical industry from that, when we go and talk to them, we don't make any predefined um, requests or requirements. We don't advise them. We generally sit down and have a co-creation workshop and find out where they want to be. Where is their yep. North Star? What do they want to achieve? Mm -hmm. And then we start to have some sort of um, basic conversations around that and look at potential processes that can be changed and improved so we don't have a set strategy, a set theme. Um, it's very much a, an open discussion about where they want to be and then take a step back and sort of reverse engineer and see, right, well, based on the latest technologies, where can, we, where can we go and how can we help? Sure. Yeah, and it's something that we see often is that if there's no objective, <laughs> you're building something into the abyss, really. You know, exactly. It's, yeah. it's, it's all hypothetical at that stage. So as long as the objectives are in place and you've got KPIs against a project delivery and then there's, you know, there's a whole kind of roadmap and process to get to that point, at least you're working towards common goals. Yes. Whereas, obviously, if you know, we just start building technology yeah. for the sake of it, that's where we see a lot of wastage. Um, and, and a lot of the time, that's where people have had their fingers burnt in the past and that's what tends to then... Um, kind of put them off investing further in the future because they say, well, we, we built this part of it. And you go, but that doesn't, that didn't really solve the business problem in the first place. That challenge wasn't that piece. Um, it was actually much wider than that and it was smaller than that, but you've built this kind of big gargantuan, all-encompassing piece of technology yeah. that, that does everything that you wanted it to do in the future, but actually it doesn't solve the challenges that you've got as a business. So. I think that's it. And certainly when we look at, when we look at skills, and skills is a significant part in here, in any organisation, if you have a leader who's older, they will have a lot of knowledge, mm -hmm. but how do they turn that knowledge into innovation? Yep. So a lot of the time they're at a point where they think the business needs to change, but they don't necessarily understand sure. digital and what impact it can have. Equally, you could have a, a younger person in an organisation who's very digital savvy, yep. very much aware of the opportunities, but they don't have that level of knowledge because they've Absolutely. not been in the business. So this is where that the skills gap is a, is a big challenge and you've got to embrace um, the older and the younger individuals within a business to come together and have that um, and have that team. So digital in our experience will never be a success unless you've got a real team mentality. Sure. It can't be driven from one individual or one department. Yeah. 
That's very interesting. That's a it's a great approach as well, and I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, because again, it's we see innovation departments within you know large organisations and, and kind of mid tier um, organisations. And you know, one of the things is they've got an innovation department, but it kind of answers to a board of people who don't really necessarily want that in the first place, or necessarily know yeah. what the benefits are going to be. So therefore, you're kind of throwing ideas around that aren't really necessarily getting pushed through in the right way. Um, and actually, you do need that kind of that team and that you know that all well-rounded group of people who are going to make those decisions, because mm-hmm. otherwise they they do kind of fall on their fears a lot yeah. of the time, which is a shame. Um, so in terms of from your perspective going through this process, were there any barriers that you faced personally that you found difficult to overcome? Um, not personally. Um, again, when we are, um, again, my, my role in Siemens is to, is to try and act as a, as a thought leader or an insight to the chemical industry. Mm-hmm. So probably the things I've said, such as, um, you know, limited amount of case studies, skills challenges, return on investment challenges, they're probably the, the pushback when we're trying to promote a, a project mm-hmm. as such. So it's probably things that we've already already discussed that say are the biggest barriers. Sure. So skills, yep. lack of skills, um, return on investment, mm-hmm. as in how quickly is this project gonna pay pay us back? Yep. Um, and a lack of a lack of understanding to what digital can bring to the to the business. Sure. So just a you know, a, re- a reluctance to change from certain individuals. Sure. And you said previously that the move to Industry 4.0 will be more of an evolution rather than a kind of enterprise re- revolution. So how far along do you think we are in terms of that evolution and, and what more needs to be done now, kind of in the short term and uh, and looking forward? Different sectors are at very different points. Um, the chemical industry, I would say, is one of the uh, one of the industries in in process that are a little bit further further, further behind digital transformation than others. I would say pharmaceutical is is slightly further ahead. Yeah. Um, and I would say some of the discrete industries, and by, what I mean discrete industries is things like intra logistics mm-hmm. uh, and automotive, where they're actually making um, they're making product, they're making a um, a thing rather than a a, a juice, yep, for yep. want of a better term. So they seem to be embracing this. A little bit stronger than the process industry, so I'd say the chemical industry is still at a um, an area of curiosity. Sure, um, but they are changing. But as I say, it's being driven mainly by the larger chemical operators who have those innovation teams. The SME level, um, it's important to grasp the F- SME level and take them on a on a digital journey. Mm-hmm. And at that level, um, this is where things like the government. Act made smarter review, which has now got a Northwest Pilot Commission, so SME businesses can apply for funding yep. and skills to then take them on this digital transformation to, to help them um, at least have a, have an insight and an idea of, of where to start. So there is a, you know, there's a government move in place to start helping that SME level start looking at, um, at digital, and that's across many industries, including including chemical. Brilliant. Yeah, the Made Smarter initiative is definitely very interesting um, and one that we're, we're kind of looking more and more into and, and a lot more people are kind of talking about it whenever we have these sort of discussions with people around digital change or transformation, um, digitalization. You know, people are kind of looking towards Made Smarter as well, which is, which is fantastic um, because, again, it does kind of ease that financial pressure off certain things that businesses are doing um, that can obviously be a, a you know a huge barrier to even getting started in the first place 
Um, so on the point of smaller and, and kind of, well, the SME sort of level of organisation, what would your advice be to to a business who potentially is going through that transition at the moment, who is going through that, that period of change? What, what would your advice be to them? Firstly, um, have a vision. Kind of have, a, have an idea where you want to be um, as a business. Don't worry about necessarily having to have it. Uh, how you get there just have a, have an idea have a have a dream have a north star whether you want to be more competitive whether you want to make more product uh, whether you want to increase your your quality what you know what what are the reason you don't go through a digital transformation just because it's the thing to do you do it because there's a business reason behind it so have a have a vision and then leadership ensure the leadership team is in place to deliver that vision uh, and deliver it to the employees and the workforce in the most most positive way, and, and very much sell it as a as a positive to the business, a positive to their their future roles. So get that cultural buy-in, um, and leaders just because they're leaders in their own business as is now doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be strong digital leaders. So leaders also need to go on training courses themselves and familiarise themselves with uh, what it means, what it's going to mean to the business. How the employees will will react, what the opportunities are for the for the employees. So I'd say the most important thing is to have a vision, have leadership, and have the buy-in from um, the employees before you even start to um, to look at the strategy. Great, thanks, Ian. That's really useful information for people both in the process of starting and and uh, at the start of the process of digital transformation. So I think this brings us nicely to the end of the podcast. So thanks everyone for listening. And I personally learned a lot, so hopefully you all did too. Thank you so much to Ian for the in-depth insight and to Siemens obviously for sparing your time. We really appreciate it. Thank you. And if you're interested in hearing more about digital transformation, stay tuned for the next episode of our Digital Evolution podcast. (laughs) 